Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm Will Romy, and here's your host, Lillian Kerbick. Let's talk about money. All right. I love New Year's. I have to admit it. I love it. I think it's because I like paper planners so much, and I like being able to switch over to a new paper planner, and I get all sorts of ambitious about how this planner is going to fix my life. And I just ordered my new planner. Uh, same same planner as last year. Uh, I don't think I've ever consistently had the same planner year to year. Every year I use it as an excuse. It's one of my like favorite tiny splurges. Are there cats on it? <laughs> there, well, now there are. I took care of it. Yeah. It didn't start with cats, okay, but now, they're, now it's covered in cat <laughs> pictures. So I thought we would talk about setting goals for the new year. And I'm saying goals and not re- resolutions because I think resolutions are kind of a um, recipe for failure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way where goals I don't think necessarily are. Um, usually I'm pretty good at setting goals and meeting them. And I think uh, the new year is a really excellent time to reflect on how money intersects with the, the rest of your goals. Um, and money is just a tool, so it can be really helpful for helping you reach other goals in your life. So let's talk about some things yeah. to think about. Here are some key things to think about when setting goals for the new year. First big thing I'm a big fan of is look at your savings plan for the year. How much are you going to save? What kind of savings are you going to do? Um, I'm a big fan of setting savings goals because they actually influence a bunch of other things. If you have an ambitious savings goal, it means you're probably going to spend a little less money because mm-hmm. you need to reduce expenses to save more. If you have variable income, if you set an ambitious savings goal, it means that you might need to raise your income, which might be related. And so I really like savings because it kind of is this thing that you can build a bunch of other money goals around. Sort of doing doing it backwards almost. Having yeah. Your- your yeah. end result as the target and then working on your daily, yeah, daily habits is a way to get that. It's like a backwards arithmetic problem, right? Um, so, you know, one of my big goals for a couple years ago was to save over 50% of my income. And I'm a big fan of large percentages of savings, especially if you've got kind of a, a regular job and automating mm-hmm. your savings. So if you've got a steady income, figuring out what that savings goal that you have for the year is and then ramping it up. Um, I'm also a fan of kind of, they call it boiling the frog, which is a very unvegan way to refer to it. But It doesn't hurt the frog. (laughs) (laughs) If you aren't saving at all for retirement or you're not putting any money aside, start with something incredibly low, like 1% of your income. So in January, make it a goal to save 1% of your income and just automatically move that 1% into a savings account. And then in February, Mm -hmm. save 2%. And then in March, save 3%. And by the end of the year, you're saving 12% of your income. But you've done it in such a small way, you don't really notice it as much. 1% you can do. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. And, and, And thus the frog is boiled. Yes, exactly. By the end of the year. So I'm a big fan of doing that with percentages. Um, Another thing is, so for me, my goal this year is to save $10,000. The way in which that happens is some of it's going to go into my IRA. Some is going to be cash savings for me. Um, but uh, the the main reason I've done that is because I really want to focus on um, earning more income this year. And I know that having that savings goal is going to help 
push me because I'm going to realize, oh, I'm, I'm not at that $10,000 savings goal right, yet. Right, so you got to ramp that up a little bit maybe. Yeah, because I'm. Uh, this podcast is about how to manage your money, not necessarily about how to make more because I'm not very good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and that makes sense to disambiguate those two things. Uh, ask for a salary raise, yeah. guys. That's all the <laughs> advice I have. So I'm a really big fan of looking at your savings plan for the year. I also think the new year is an excellent time to consider implementing a new system. So perhaps you've been really bad about separating out business and personal expenses. Like if you have some 1099 income and you're just kind of spending money randomly on your debit card that is actually technically a business expense, Mm -hmm. having a separate account, business account, checking account, um, having a separate business credit card if you do expenses with your credit card. The new year is a perfect time to say from this day forward, I'm going to follow this new system. Another great example is budgeting systems. So if you've been very bad at sticking to using a budgeting system, you tr- you're like me with planners and you've got a new one every year, uh, This the new year is an excellent time because you'll have, if you manage to stick with it all year, you're going to have 12 perfect months of data, which I always oh, love. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. love the data. Which will be helpful in one year from now, yeah, too, exactly. when, when you want to do it again better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, if you've been using, for example, Mint, and it's not working for you because you never log in, because you're like, oh, whatever, it's doing it automatically, I'll log mm, in later. He complains every time I use an ATM. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't know how to allocate it. Um, maybe consider switching to something more manual that you need to be more involved with. If you've been trying to use something like YNAB or Quick, uh, you know, QuickBooks Personal, mm-hmm. and it's just it's way too manual for you, and you're never sticking with it, try something new. Try switching to the cash envelope method. Um, try out a different method. See if 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 what you've been doing hasn't worked, been working. Use the new year as an opportunity to try something new. Um, one big thing I'm a fan of is if you, whenever you're implementing a new system, set aside the time now, be it 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour each week at a time when you can be calm to review the system, to hmm. implement the system. So I'm a big fan of the weekly budgeting check-in. I use it to reconcile my budgeting <sighs> software. So every, every Sunday night I sit down, I reconcile my budget. It takes me about 15 minutes to do and it helps me look forward to the week um, and figure out you know oh I can splurge on coffee on Friday because I have a lot of money left in the coffee budget this month no that makes sense versus having the budget as something that's kind of looming over your head I like I like the regular check-in oh and do it when you're calm right you know (laughs) (laughs) budgeting sucks if you're doing it when you're in a panic situation so um next consider your philanthropy So I like financial income, financial saving, and financial giving goals. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, beginning of the year is an excellent time to say, hey, I actually want to be contributing to charity more. Or I, you know, want to start giving to a community organization that I'm involved with. Um, Perhaps you want to set up monthly donations and just get it done. Put it in the budget. Set up those monthly donations. Um, Do this for yourself for savings and also maybe do it for organizations you want to be involved with. Um, right, as, I guess you could even use the same system. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. You can do what <laughs> you <laughs> you can do whatever makes sense for you. Um, as a, I know a lot of people get really focused on the very last day of the year as an excellent time to give. Um, we'll talk more about how tax changes in coming weeks are probably going to mean that that goes down a little bit. Hmm. But one thing to know is that um, monthly donations, even though they don't. They maybe don't feel as super awesome as giving $500 all at once to an organization on December 31st. 
uh, because you're, you know, I don't know, trying to redeem your year or something. <laughs> um, uh, monthly donations are amazing, especially for small nonprofits because it's steady, reliable income for them. As mm-hmm, a former mm-hmm. fundraiser, it's really fabulous. And I will also say if you're trying to contribute to an organization um, in order to get some of the donor perks, like, you know, a discount at their retail location. A cool or x-ray slip mat for your record player. All of those <laughs> sort of things. Uh then um, quite often you can give a little bit less overall, but if you give it as a monthly donor, you might get perks that higher level donors will get. And this is because it is so awesome for charities for you to be a monthly donor. They want to incentivize you to do it. It helps their budgets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also look forward to the year. If you know that you want to participate in a race that fundraises for charity, look forward. See how much you're going to, you know need to set aside for that make a category in your budget for it um maybe you know you're going to attend some annual fundraisers and that 200 dollars ticket always hits you over the head unexpectedly sit down think about it you know that you always are going to support that organization that plants trees and you're always going to go to their 200 dollars plate dinner all right start budgeting for it set aside so it's an awesome time to look forward to that You can also look ahead at your splurges for the year, things you'd really like to have the money for but aren't positive you'll be able to afford. Uh, Trips come to mind. Uh, Yeah, I like to have what I call my wish farm in my budget, which is stuff that like, okay, if my income goes up or if something else comes under budget, I'm going to throw money in this category. And that money for me in that category would be like, I have friends that are getting married in the country of Jordan at the end of March. I would love to be able to go. Not positive I'm going to be able to afford it, but essentially any extra money I have after my savings goals and my regular expenses are going into that part of my budget right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like think about what those splurges would be. Look at them. We've also talked before about your known unknowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so known unknowns are things that you know that they're going to happen. You just don't know when. Uh, my example from almost exactly this time last year was having to replace my computer because I spilled coffee all over it. And it doesn't look like you did have to this year, did you? Uh, this, well, no, this is the computer that I oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, replaced. <laughs> uh, luckily, I only had to replace the inner part of it, so it ended up only costing me like 500 bucks as opposed to 1200 More, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's one of the really awesome things that you can do and look forward is figure out what those known unknowns are. Um, so looking ahead forward at what those are for example cat going to a vet mm-hmm. replacing a laptop what other kind of known unknowns do we have oh my bike's just about to fall apart i'm not sure if it's going to make it through the season that's <laughs> going to be one um yeah i'm going to need new rims on my bike soon and mm-hmm. those are not cheap right because you don't want to downgrade i, I empathize <laughs> uh <laughs> maybe some house repair stuff coming yes. up which Yep, those are a big thing. Mm-hmm. Replacing roofs mm-hmm. are a big one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, looking forward at those things and putting them into the budget, I think is really exceptionally awesome. And some of them must be splurges and some will be known unknowns. Um, I also like to look at like New Year's resolutions are a great time for people to decide that they're going to start working out or they're going to read 50 books this year. Mm-hmm. Um, think about what the cost of those goals are going to be. I am floored how often people decide to set New Year's resolutions without thinking about the financial implications of them. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm not saying don't do those things, but <laughs> I'm saying actually look forward at those expenses. Are there... Get a library card. Don't blow a thousand bucks at Powell's on hardcovers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and, you know, fitness is one of the big ones. Like, fitness is uh, a big business. Um, it is actually where my part-time job is in. And, you know, if you're going to need to start paying money for 
Um, race fees are a big one. Man, it is expensive to run in half marathons. Mm-hmm. Bibs, shoes, uh, your gym memberships. Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade, protein powder. Man, protein powder can be really expensive. Those kind of things. I want you to look ahead and plan for those. So mine, this is kind of whimsical, but one of my big goals for this year is um, I'm actually going to be uh, hopefully choreographing and recording a dance video (laughs) in July, uh, which is just one of my whimsical odd goals. And uh, so I'm looking forward. I know that I'm going to have to pay for snacks for the people that I rope into learning my choreographed dance. Uh (laughs) Uh, I know that I'm probably going to need another hard drive for um, filming, um, things like that. Um, I may actually need, uh, we might be closing a bridge temporarily, so I might need to pay for a permit for that. Because I like to do crazy things. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Of course. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you also have whimsical things like recording dance videos as a goal, factor those in. Um, Yeah. And last but not least. Insurance coverage. Oh, this is a big one. I got to do something on this item. Yeah. Check your renter's insurance, Will. Yeah. Your house is about to fall over. Get some darn (laughs) renter's insurance. Get renter's insurance if you don't have it or homeowner's insurance. Um, But also just check it. Make sure it actually covers your belongings. Um, I, you know, a couple years ago realized I was carrying a renter insurance policy that it would have cost me like an extra dollar a month to upgrade my coverage to cover my laptop. But the it was like electronics was maxed out at like $800 mm-hmm. or something, which my laptop is worth more than that. Um, and, uh, you know, when I upgraded my bike, my bike coverage was maxed out at like uh, $2,000. And uh, I hate to admit it, but my bike is worth more than that. Oh, uh, so you had to <laughs> upgrade the renters and Yeah, just make sure that they bike. have huh. accurate numbers for um, that. Also, like a great example is like I moved and I moved into a newer apartment building and it had a sprinkler system. And so my cost per month actually went down um mm. because they you know it's not falling right, apart like Will's house. Safer, yeah. <laughs> um and so just you know make sure that your insurance policies are actually covering um if you have a car this is a really great opportunity to make sure that you're um to either shop around for new rates or to make sure that maybe you want to drop some coverage maybe your car is kind of you know older and essentially is going to be totaled really, um, really quickly, you may be able to save a lot of money by dropping some only to essentially only have um, liability coverage and uh, don't cover a replacement of your car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense, too. Yeah. Huh. Um, so you might be paying for comprehensive coverage on a car that's worth like $2,000, <laughs> right? Right. Which um, sounds like overkill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, look at your insurance coverage. And this, we said last but not least, but there's actually one more thing. Reviewing your budget. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> so if you're budgeting, I want you to actually look through the actual expenses and review each category. Especially if you've got a whole year of data. Yeah, exactly. Or even if you only have a month <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or two weeks. Might as well get started on day one. So like, look, see, are there categories you need to get more realistic about? Did you budget $150 a month for groceries, but every month you end up spending $250 and having to adjust it? Um, do you end up spending a lot more on gifts than you realize? Um, maybe you need to budget more for something. Maybe you grossly overestimated how much you would spend on socks and you have like a ton of money left in your sock category. I actually overestimated every month how much I would spend on restaurants. And so I've got a ton of money left in my restaurant budget. Huh, um, nice. To I put ab- into your sock budget? Yeah, to put it in my... <laughs> oh, man. And socks are expensive, man. 
Um, so one thing I like to do, even if you don't budget, is just to go through your expenses. So you could just print out your credit card statement or your bank statement and give each category or expense that's listed two ratings. One is kind of that personal rating of how good the category makes you feel. Sounds wishy-washy, but like, does spending this money match your values? Yeah. Are you excited that you spent money on groceries because groceries are awesome uh, and you like eating food? Or do you look at that and go like, oh, I ate out at that fast food restaurant because I was rushing from place to place and I didn't even feel that good about it. Um, I'm spending... I'm spending money on this, you know, meditation app that I never use. Maybe I need to just realize that I'm not in a place in my life where I'm going to be using this meditation app and get rid of it. <laughs> um, and, you know, like two years ago, I was not happy about how much money I was spending on bars because I was like, ah, oh, you know, this doesn't really represent my values anymore mm -hmm, in the same mm -hmm. way. Um, and I significantly reduced it and it feels really awesome. So I love the highlighter ex exercise. Get three colors of highlighters, the green, the yellow and the red. Um, and the red is for stuff that you would like to see yourself spend less on next year. I spend more on fitness than I ever, I had to revise it up. Like there's always something, right? Yeah, I always need yeah, a new yeah. headband or something stupid, but I work in a gym, guys. That's, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Um, I have a lot of headbands. So yeah, do a little bit of looking forward. Do a little bit of looking back. Um, if you've got the time, spend like two hours doing this. Um, I doubt you will regret it. Most people don't spend some time thinking about your their goals in the context of their money and their money in the context of their goals. And if you do, you're going to be worlds ahead. Um, we actually have a, a sheet at ohmydollar.com slash goals uh, that will walk you through setting your goals for 2018 um, and could be a helpful reflection exercise for you. Yeah. And Tell us about your goals. Shoot us an email. Yeah, what are your goals this year? Do you want to pay off some debt? Are you super excited about paying off your student loans this year? Or what were your goals last year? Yeah, did you accomplish them? Uh, I did a big write-up of all of my goals, and um, I also did a write-up of all my financials for the year. So if you are interested in some voyeurism, you can go check them out uh, on the Oh My Dollar website. I'll link to them in the show notes as well. Sweet. That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And our host is Lillian Carabate, your personal finance educator and host. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.